Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen, and I've got a question for you as you're listening to this. What is it that you intend to get done this quarter? What is it that you intend to get done this year? In fact, what was it that you intended to get done today? And as I open up the podcast, I'm asking that question because today's podcast is about quarterly goals and why do we set goals to begin with? And it all starts with the concept that I've talked about a ton called total experience design and fighting the process of going through the motions because it's really easy for a business owner to get just involved in the day-to-day work and just keep doing what they've been doing, you know, what worked yesterday, the day before, a month before, a year before. And it's easy to have, uh, you know, continue to, to work my process the same way that I always have without any real intention as to if that's continues to be the intention that is best for my the future of my company and where I'm going. And so, if you think about uh, the interview that I did a while back uh, with the guys from Beyond Default, um, you know about where you change your direct trajectory and how you set your trajectory. Well, none of that happens if we don't run a business by design. If you run a business by default, you're likely to get the same results that you've been getting. And at some point in time, you're going to continue. Your the results that you've got today that are successful may not be as successful. Uh, you know, three months down the road, a year down the road, a few years down the road. And so I don't want my teams to operate like zombies. I want them to be focused. I want them to be intentional. I want them to be working on something that's bigger than who they are. Mission is obviously a great way to do that, but setting objectives is a great way to plug people in to the high-level goals of the organization and allows them to understand how the work that that employee does actually serves the company goals, which is pretty cool because a lot of employees today don't think that their work actually serves the company goals. They call that disengagement. And so I don't want people to be disengaged. I want them to be emotionally engaged in the work that we do and really excited about what goes on. And quarterly goal setting is a process where we take the annual goals and we break them down into 90-day sprints. There's a lot of companies that are familiar with this. A lot of companies are doing it. And there's two kinds of clients that I run into that that, that I'm most concerned with is number one, there's clients that I work with that never set goals. So no one knows what the objectives of the organization is and therefore there are no priorities. The second one is an organization that sets goals, but they do the goal setting process in a way that is uh, not going to move the company forward in the way that they want to move it forward. And so as we talk about goal setting, I want to give some guidelines for great quarterly goal setting so that as you set goals that you know, you've given yourself a chance to uh, to be successful with the goals that you set. The first thing that I want to discuss as we get into this is is retreats. And I'm a big fan of retreats. I'm a big fan of doing retreats off-site. I'm a big fan of getting as many people on my team together as I possibly can that actually makes sense. And I'm a big fan of using that retreat as a time to talk about where we've been up to this point and where we want to go And what do we think is going to be the most important things that need to exist in order to get us there? And the reason why I want to bring my team into that discussion is that I want people to have ownership. 
It's not my goals as a leader. It's our goals. It's not something that I'm bringing down from on high on stone tablets and saying, here it is. This is what I want you to do. It's something that we create together and we talk about and we work on and and we co-create so that everyone has involvement and investment. Now, this doesn't mean that I do everything that someone suggests or, or that they want to do, but I give every single person a voice. And so as you create goals, we'll talk about some guidelines as you kind of put these together. Number one, it's really easy to get into goal setting in a way that's always numbers related, right? Like we want to grow revenue by X. We want to have so many new patients. You know, you, you've got this process that you use and I think numbers goals are great. The problem with numbers goals specifically as just being a standalone, the only things that you measure is that the numbers come last. The results are the last things that you get. What I'm really interested in is not only shaping and, and, and having a target that we, that we shoot for, but also what are the key behaviors that are going to allow us to do this. So if you want to grow revenue 50% in a given year, or you want to grow, you know, I've got some clients that I'm working with that want to grow their revenue 700% or, you know, 1000%. If you want to do that, that's going to take some pretty significantly different behaviors than the behaviors that you're currently at at your current revenue stream. So what I want to also do is create some specific process-oriented objectives that are big objectives that really shape the company in a different way that allow the numbers to happen. And so as you set goals, make sure that you have numbers goals so people understand the targets, but also big process-related goals that shape how the company behaves so that those, that those numbers are possible. The second thing is, is create time and space to discuss. So once you set the goals... And you've got them in place and everyone's agreed upon them and they're smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, uh, relevant, time sensitive, all those things. Once those are done, create time and space to discuss this because here's the thing. And this is kind of a thing to avoid in this process is that a lot of leaders set goals and then they never come back to them and talk about them. But if you get in the habit as a leader of setting goals and not coming back to them and talking about it and visiting it, discussing it, you'll likely hit some of the goals still, but... What it does is it tells the team that this process isn't really that important and the goals themselves may or may not be that important. And when we hit a goal, it's more by accident or just, you know, because it happened more than, you know, we were intentionally driving towards a specific result. And I want people to feel like, hey, we're really driving towards specific results. We're really looking at, um, you know, what really happened and, and how, you know, we can create influence in this particular situation. So create time and space to discuss. What's the right time and space to create to discuss these things? Typically, I like to do uh, you know, a you know, a weekly rhythm. I I think a weekly rhythm is a good enough rhythm that allows, you know, me to really, you know, talk about these things on a regular basis and just make sure that we're on track, we're on the same page as we go through and and discuss goal setting and go through that. So weekly goal setting, I think, is a great or, or, or discussion about the goals is important. And I would bring just the people who are owners of these goals. And so that leads me into point number three, create ownership with each objective. So if you have five overall annual objectives in your business and you break those down per quarter, and let's say every quarter you have anywhere from three to five, maybe seven objectives that you want to accomplish, Assign ownership to the team on those objectives. Hopefully you have people on your team who you trust to take ownership of a goal 
work on a goal and everything else. Now, here's one of the things that I hear from business owners all the time is they hear the word ownership and they think that ownership means a lack of participation. So the owner says, well, I don't want this person to own it because I'm going to have to do some things with it. Okay, great. Of course you are. Just like you own the business and you're going to have other people participate in the day-to-day activities of the work that you get done for your customers. So that's, that's that's not a weird thing to have happen. And so you can still be a participant in a goal. It just means that someone else owns it and they make it their baby. They check in with people. They make sure projects stay on track. They take ownership. And if you want to empower people and you want to get them excited about the work that you do and create a culture where people enjoy working in it, then creating ownership for objectives is a great way to do this. This will make them feel like, hey, I'm really a part of this success. I'm a part of the results that we're getting and I can do that. Now, as you assess the the ownership, the time and space, you set the goals, it's really important to go through this process and ask good questions when we're talking about objectives. And so if you have an objective that is on track, a good question to ask is why is this initiative on track? You know, if it's not on track, why is it not on track? Because one of the things that gets lost in goal setting and results is that people get results and then they don't know what to do with the results. They either get really happy or they get really sad. And I bet you can relate to that at some level where, you know, you've you've been in that position. You look at your profit and loss, you're like, oh, great, you know, profit looks awesome. Or you look at your profit and loss and you're like, man, profit's not really as good as I'd want it to be. And so you either get really happy or you get really sad, you know, with the results in that process. And so I want to I want to ask good questions. I want to know why is the initiative successful? Why is the initiative failing? Why is it stalling? And then I want to look at, you know, what are the core skills that the success of this initiative tells us that we're good at? You know, what are the core things that we do really well that just, you know, that that because we've had success here, we know we're good at certain things. And this is important because if you're going to replicate success, you need to know how you create success to begin with. And companies who don't do this run into some real hardship when success dries up and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to re- reverse engineer the process. They don't know how to assess their core disciplines or their core skills to really understand what factors into the success. For your company, you have a specific set of skills, a specific set of of things that you do really well that really drive the results of your business. And so it's important to really understand and know what those are. And look, you know, sometimes our failure will tell us what are the core skills that uh, this, this failure has shown us that we're not good at. So either we need to address that through different personnel, training, something else, but you know, we want to be very, uh, you know, understanding of, of what's going on and be able to assess that in a really powerful way. Part of this is, look, when, when, when objectives are going well or not well, you know, how well have we communicated the objectives or what we want, um, you know, to have happen and, and go from there. And, and this is where, you know, at the very end of this, look, at the very end of each quarter, it's important to create a conclusion and have some next steps, right? So you set the goals, you create time and space to discuss, you do it weekly, you create ownership around the objectives, you check in with them. As you're checking in, as you're doing retreats, you're asking good questions along the way around how, you know, what's going well, what's not going well. And as a bonus to this, 
on the show page, I'm going to send you just a, a quarterly re- retreat, kind of a, an outline that we use just for the questions to ask on each objective. And so these are pretty simple questions, pretty straightforward, but it's it's kind of the quarterly review document you know, that goes through. Why is the initiative successful? What needs to happen to maintain the success? Have I clearly communicated the expectations to all the people that are concerned? There's three simple, really, que- you know, questions that um, to, they go from there. If something's failing, there's some additional questions like if there's an uh, unarguable reason to continue with this initiative, what leadership and management of this initiative will I engage in during the next quarter? So if we continue with something that's failing, then I've got to ask myself, how do I need to lead differently in order to do that? And another question is what needs to happen in next quarter to move this initiative to success, right? How do we how do we create that next step here to really move that to the next level, right? And so these are some questions that I'll include in the show notes. There will be a little link. You just need to click it and download it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you put your name and email in there and and do all that. You'll just have access to that. But as we talk about intention, there's another thing. You know, I talked to you about you know not setting the goals and never revisiting them again. There's another thing I want you to avoid in this process too. And so this came up because sometimes I work with business leaders who already do a system of quarterly goal setting, or they, you know, they might use Traction or or Gazelles or or you know certain uh, companies that do quarterly goal setting that's based upon Peter Drucker's management by objectives. And so then I get people who run into these rhythms where they create all quarterly goals for the entire year, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. All those goals are already done. Well, there's a problem with that. Number one. A lot of things that people do with their, let's say that you want to increase revenue by 50%. Well, the reality is, is that your growth is probably going to be backloaded in your year. Your first quarter is not going to be nearly as growth oriented as your fourth quarter of that year if you have a significant amount of growth that you're trying to do. So you'll need to wait the results. But the other thing is, is that look, again, this is about not being a company by default, but a company by design that everything that we do is intentional. And this is about the internal culture being the caretaker of the external result. I want to assess each quarter on its own merit. And so I can't do that if I have this preconceived notion of what happens every single quarter, and I've already set for that. Every quarter brings its own needs and its own opportunities. I need to be open to um, you know assessing that every single quarter. So setting your, uh, setting your fourth quarter at the beginning of a year um, just seems like you're missing opportunities to really assess what's going on and what's happening at any given moment. And so as you kind of go through this, like every quarter, I want to go through 3D questioning. What do we want to start doing? What do we want to stop doing? What do we want to keep doing in order to be successful for this particular you know quarter? What is it that we need to do, right? Because if we want new levels of success, that's going to require new behaviors. It's also going to require that we stop doing certain things that got us to a certain point of success, but no longer serve our needs in a really powerful way. So I want to be very mindful and intentional about that. And I can't be intentional about that if I've predestined or predetermined my goals far off into the future and haven't given myself or allowed myself the space to reformulate those goals or rearticulate those goals. And then we just say, oh, the team knows what they are. But it's important to have discussions about what's going well, what's not going well, and how do we want to move forward with certain things that we're working on and doing. And so that's something that is important to kind of ask yourself and assess as you move forward with quarterly goal setting. So back to the question, what did you intend to get done this quarter? What did you intend to get done this year? 
What did you get? What did you intend to get done today? What did those things look like? How can you be more intentional as a goal setter and a planner to organize the team around what you want to get done and then allow that to be a springboard and a push for moving your team forward in a powerful way? If you have your team coordinated and working intentionally towards goals, that's going to get you closer to the next levels of success that you want. That's going to get you closer towards fulfilling the mission that you set out to fulfill when you started your company. And that's going to be a great way to keep people organized, keep people excited about the work that you do. And then you'll be able to see people work in a really empowered way, which takes the pressure off of you as a leader and creates more growth and freedom, which is something that I hope to achieve with every single client that we work with at New Work Revolution. So I hope you found today's podcast valuable. Hope it gives you some different things to think about and look at as you set quarterly goals. If you haven't done that, sit down with your team. Talk about what that might look like. I don't care what time of the the quarter it's in or whatever. Start this process now. Start creating time and space for retreats and see what happens when you not only set goals, but you actively invest in achieving those goals on a day-to-day basis. So I want to thank you again for listening this week. If you found the show valuable, please rate it in iTunes. You can do that on the uh, on the i uh, the uh, the podcast app on your phone. You can do that if you just uh, Google uh, you know the podcast in uh, in uh, a web browser. You can do it in iTunes. Where, you know, just look up the podcast and you can do that. If you found it valuable, rate the show, share the show with someone who you think would benefit from this. And I want to thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.